and welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out our weekly email where we share actionable marketing tips, useful podcasts, free guides, resources, and much more each and every Monday to start your week off with a bang. Check it out over at businessgrowth.email. And with that, my guest today is Fred Copestake. Fred's the founder over at Brindis, a sales training consultancy. He's host of the podcast, Sales Today. And most importantly, just but literally just launched his brand new second book, Hybrid Selling, which is on sale right now. And he's got some fresh news for us. He's going to going to give us a little surprise as well fred i think you've got some great news on the book side of things absolutely yeah we've uh, been promoting it quite hard the last couple of days and it has just gone to number one in amazon so awesome. i am really really chuffed with that um, awesome yeah, for, oh, from an ego point of view it's great but it also means it's getting hands of lots of salespeople. so that is even better for me fantastic news congrats again dude that's that's really really good news and welcome back for the second time to the show so we, we, the audience can't have uh, disliked you too much because you've been invited back on for round two. So good on it you. It took writing another book, Sab. <laughs> <laughs> but the efforts I'll go through because it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, congrats again. So make sure you check that out. Hybrid selling on sale on Amazon right now. So all today, Fred, we're going to be talking all about hybrid selling. We're going to be sharing what it is, some of the frameworks around it and how it's going to help everyone tuning in sell more this year in 2022. So first of all, what the heck is it? What does hybrid selling really mean? Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, and lots of people have got lots of different kind of um, different definitions. And what a lot of people gravitate towards is the kind of, oh, well, well, that's kind of like virtual selling, isn't it? Where, where you're doing stuff online. And the obvious answer to that is, well, no, that's virtual selling. It's kind of already got a name. <laughs> it's already a thing. Um, that said, that is a really important part of it. But when we think about what hybrid is, hybrid's a mix, isn't it? And so for sure. me, hybrid selling, it's mixing up a whole bunch of sales approaches, ways of working, things which are really important today for salespeople to stay relevant now and more so in the future. Um, so, so that's how I define it. You know, it's kind of it's a mix up of stuff that salespeople have got to get their heads around and got to be doing. Otherwise, yep. we might not be uh, in a position to future proof ourselves. Got it. So it sounds to me like it's leveraging a bunch of tools to make sure we sell more effectively. Is that right? Or yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so tools, techniques, methodologies, thinking, mindset, it pulls in from lots and lots of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, when we chatted last time, I talked about there's lots of things that have gone on in sales before, which are really good, still work. Lots of stuff sure. that people are doing that don't work and God knows why they're doing it. Um, so it's just it's getting those and it's just putting them into a little bit more of a deliberate and conscious way of working to make sure you are being of use and interesting to customers end of the day. Got it. And that makes sense. So how does hybrid selling stack up to perhaps more traditional sales strategies or sales methods? Like some people might be familiar with, let's say, Sandler selling or Spinler selling or the Challenger sale. There's so many sales frameworks that have been around for years and years. How does it compare to some of the kind of more older school things that have been around for a long time? They're part of it. <laughs> Basically, they, they would pull on it. So if, if you've been Sandler trained, if you're Spin trained, Challenger you will see where they're, they're really solid ways of working you know still are been around a bit some of them but they're solid you'll see where they fit in and it might be go i'm excellent to that piece but actually now i'm looking at the broader framework of what i need to mix in with it i might be a bit lacking in some of the other areas so i can go and i can tap in and maybe pull from another area that is existing i've not actually really invented anything i've just kind of 
try to codify it and put it in a way that yep. makes sense so we can think about okay this is the stuff that i need to be i need to be doing yeah and is this framework before we get stuck into the nuts and bolts and how everyone can put it into play is it geared towards anyone at a certain stage in in sales i is it geared more towards people that are new to selling that are more experienced more senior or Again, it's taking the bits which work for you. It's B2B, you know, that's for sure. sure. And it is, it's less oriented towards SaaS. They do have a way of working that I don't always really kind of agree with. It, it doesn't always make sense to me. But if somebody's involved in full cycle, maybe from a kind of a more you know traditional more solid i mean even you know it it sellers it resellers something that they would they would benefit from it that's that's who, it, who it's aimed at got um, it one of the ways to think about it is the analogy I, I sometimes use is if you imagine imagine you're playing a drum you've got a little drum and you're there tapping it away yeah with one drumstick yeah i mean you know it's, it's okay but it's not going to be the best performance you might if, if we compare that analogy to selling you might have just got away with doing that until now it isn't going to see you through for much longer and certainly into the future. We need to set up a big old drum kit with lots and lots of different pieces. So, you know, different symbols, different types of drum, different things that you'll play as and when it's right to put on a bigger, better performance. And that's what okay. the framework will do. It help you make sure you've got your drum kit sorted. And so you've got your favorite drum, the one you've been doing, and then we need to add some other bits in usually. Like it, like it. So we're talking about helping kind of full cycle selling. So right from... Is that right from prospecting to booking meetings to running the meetings to generating the sale and getting it over the line? Is that what we're talking about? Or is yeah, that more sure. Tip? And and even if you think of a lot of the, a lot of people that I've tended to be involved with, they will also be running the account as well. You know, yep. they, they will so take ongoing it management. and it is you know soup to nuts if you like to to throw in a load another different analogy. It's people are looking after the whole lot rather than just an appointment last year to the customer. Yeah, just a demo last year to the customer, which. Uh, as I say, I don't always, I don't always make sense to me that one. But uh, if you, if 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 customer is sort of heart of your um, heart of your attention, you're doing all the bits with them. Well, let's make sure we're doing all the bits right with them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense ultimately if we're managing the account, we're going to want to be providing good customer success, growing the account, giving a great service to the customer, and leveraging growing revenue over time. So, with that said, let's stop beating about around the bush and let's talk about how we can put hybrid selling into play and i think you've got a framework for us as well fred sure yeah so to, to i like to hang things around frameworks i think it just makes it easier for people to understand um and so the framework we work around is the evolve framework yeah e-v-o-l-v-e so each okay. of those just acts as a reminder of what the things are we need to consider so high level overview first e is the essentials you've got to build on solid foundations. Yeah, you've got to have a solid approach to winning business. You've got to know the basics of sales. Um, so again, that could be the stuff that you've learned before with whoever you've been training with. It's what's kind of keeping you going now. Me personally, I would base it around the stuff I wrote in the first book, <laughs> obviously. But you know, that, that's your basis. If we haven't got that, you can almost forget about adding in all the rest of the stuff. We move into V, V for virtual. Yeah, so the virtual selling, so using video is important. We know that now. Um, synchronous, asynchronous, sending it, doing it live, plus some of the other the, the other elements we can chat about in a sec. We've then got to manage opportunities. Yeah. So opportunity management is an important part. This is about getting okay. more information. Yeah, information, usually about people, about decision-making units, and really working out what we know, what we don't know, what we're going to do about the stuff we don't know, and how that's going to generate actions which can be moved into mutual action plans and kind of moving the whole thing forward. All right. 
we've got to lead people to sales. So we're onto the L of evolve. So else we've got to lead. Not in an 80s style lead them up the garden path and manipulate and try to wrap them around your finger. No, no, no. This yep. Guide guide would probably be, be another word for that. Servant leader approach, helping people make sense of their buying process, what they're trying to do, and uh, assisting them. It's, customers are confused. Quite often they're confused. We think they're in this really strong position where they've got all the information, they're further down the buying cycle, and they can self-diagnose and information everywhere, but it's a, it's a complicated old world out there. Value selling is the next V. So again, people talk about selling value a hell of a lot. And I sometimes wonder whether they actually really understand what that means and how do we do that effectively? And then the bit that you started on actually is the end is the expand piece, which is like growing customers and working with them and making sure they get their outcomes that we promised. So customer success and the rest of it. Nice. It's a big, old, right. drum set. big old drum set. Yeah, there's <laughs> quite a bit to it. Hopefully we've got enough time to dive deep into each point. So let's start from the top, sir. And let's talk about the essentials of sales. Sounds like quite a broad term to me. What does that mean? And what can people take away? Um, or what should we take away when it comes to the essentials? Uh, so again, for me, the way I would break that one down would be that we need to validate accounts. We've got to find out the best kind of account we want to work with, right. qualify them, qualify in, qualify out. Uh, we can make an approach and then we can do proper prep to align and to understand where do we think we can add value to them? Where can we do some good stuff? Yeah, we then leverage that information. We have good conversations with discovery. We talked about last time we, sure. we spoke, understanding that to then put together, tailor an approach for them that is going to help them get the results that we've understood they need. Yeah, Back that up, present it, prove it. They agree. Might have to negotiate it a little bit. And then we make sure we deliver on that. that. That is solid selling. And again, that in itself involves a hell of a lot of stuff. It's a long show around any single one. Well, we we spoke on a whole show pretty much around discovery, didn't we? So that's just a bit of it. Yeah. Like you say, identifying accounts, depending on the size of the deals that you're working, the type of companies that you're targeting, um, the prospecting part alone could be a long, long piece of it. And then the discovery and then working them through Um, the sales funnel is sales processes, depending on, like I say, the size of your deals and how many people involved in the decision making process can be a long and long old um, piece of the puzzle. Fred put you on the spot what what are some of the top ways to prospect that you're seeing working now in 2022 um every day i log on to linkedin people are saying cold calling's dead cold calling's alive videos are live linkedin messaging's live what do you think's really working with the people that you're training everything's alive mate everything's alive and actually again because someone who's written a book called hybrid i'll say mix it all in and make it work for you you know okay easy <laughs> as that point of hybrid but uh, let, let, let us neatly segue our way into V, which is the, the V for video, uh, for virtual selling sure. video. I, I think video's hot. Um, I probably would. So I spoke to Tyler Lessard yesterday. <laughs> I could hear him in my ears. No, no. <laughs> but joking apart, I think, yes, there's lots of stuff which isn't dead. You can still use it. But if we're talking about trying to humanize selling, we want to build relationships. We want people to sort of understand us and to build that connection with us. Yeah. So get yourself in front of them then. You can get yourself in front of them by using video and it can show that you're taking the effort to personalize, to understand them, to put something together for them. Yeah. Um, people can make lots of excuses not to use it. Um, but for me, that would be the one that I think certainly here in the UK, you're still getting a bit of a first mover advantage. It's still different Definitely. enough and interesting enough for somebody to go, oh, that was cool. That was pretty clever. How did you do that then? And you have to lose half the meeting explaining how you did it. <laughs> and then you can get onto the stuff that you set the meeting up to do. But it's worked, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said it on the show so many times. Like, the, I think the, right now the only outreach I really get is email or yeah. LinkedIn DMs, but I almost never get videos. If I do, very rarely, maybe one a month. They're not personalized. They're literally like a batch video where it just says, hi, my yeah. company does X. Um, would you like to book a demo? That kind of thing. Um, so if you if you want to prospect me, send me a personalized video. The... Well, <laughs> but you can still batch them, you know? Again, when we say batch them, you're not going to be able to do one that you're going to send to five, 600 people at once. But why would you want to do yep. that anyway? They'll be difficult to follow up. Sure. If you identify 10 accounts with a similar kind of challenge that you think, okay, well, I know what your challenge is. And guess what the first part of the video is? I want to send you this video because I know you've got this, this, and this challenge. That's what we concentrate on. And that's why I wanted to reach out just to have a bit of a broader conversation with you around it. Yeah. Oh, that person's speaking to me because they've understood my challenge. It's some ways it, we can, I think, in sales overcomplicate stuff. Can, yeah. We do. <laughs> we definitely do. And we, we, as, as, as a marketer that does sell, I love making excuses as well. Like, ah, oh, call that person tomorrow. I'm going to do something on LinkedIn now. I'm yeah. going to make this podcast or I'm going to do this video. Um, yeah, I'll sort that follow up in a bit. Just love pushing stuff to the back of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 the video piece, it, if you are going to do that, then you're in a massive catch-up. It helps you by, move, I think, moving you forward faster. And, mm. of course, then you get more comfortable with it. They get used to getting stuff from you, use it different yep. parts of the sales process. So you're sending it with a proposal, following up the meeting. I think you, you, almost like racking up FaceTime. And then the brain works that it'll feel more, you'll feel more familiar. People get closer to you faster. Yeah, I no, mean. No-brainer. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. It's not used enough. Um, I mean, some of the ways I've seen success with videos, like you mentioned just then, sending it with a proposal, with a plan, where I just basically encapsulate the key points, like the, the prospect problems that we discussed on the discovery call, um, how we're going to bring bring about the solution and how we're going to kind of bring it to fruition, just like a quick one or two minute summary. And maybe I'll do it with Vidyard or Loom and my, my screen share will be with their website on the background, just yeah, so it kind yeah. of resonates with them. Um, which I know Tyler at Vidyard talks about a bit. Um, so yeah, that's some of the ways I've had success with it, just because you stand out from the crowd, because most sales reps just can't be asked to do that. Any yeah. other areas of the process that you found success with video on? I know you mentioned a, prospecting. A, oh, prospecting, follow up the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great to have time to actually talk to you. So I just thought I'd summarize what it is that you said. I mean, like you've done in the proposal. Again, yeah. like, I want to put my face and my voice back in front of you. Yeah. Then... The action plan we've got. So I've sent you this proposal. This is what we need to do. Yep. We've mentioned it already, and we'll talk about it in opportunity management, but there's more and more people involved in the DMU, in the decision making unit. So if you're recording it in mind that actually this stuff isn't for Sam, this is for Sam to send to his people, his boss, his support, whoever it is. Yeah. Sam's thinking, this is great. Fred, you've done off my job. That's not going to work with you. <laughs> Yeah, think of it like that. It's a way of getting your message across in the way that you need it understood way more effectively, making someone else's life easier. That's a great point. And I guess you can literally say when you share the video like at the start, like, hey, Steve, hey, Janet, whoever it is, like, great to chat earlier. Here's some of the key points I understood from your objectives, your problems, where you want to get to. And this is what we propose. Also, if you want to share this like with the rest of the, the marketing team or the CFO or the CMO, um, that would be great. And then we can catch up kind of next Monday when we've booked in. Yeah. Or you might, yeah. I actually said one like this where I said, Hi, I can't use the name. Yeah, hi, Sam. Um, I've got this, a bit of a summary. Now, I expect you're going to be sending it on to John. Hey, John. Hi, mate. So, reason I put it together for you guys is 
Now, I've kind of made it so it's deliberately like that. And you get why I've done it like that. John receives it and thinks, oh, that's pretty cool. Fred has thought about me. Yeah. 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 Uh, nice and it's easy. It, it, I, I, I get why some people can be reticent around sort of putting themselves in front of a camera and talking. I mean, we're pretty used to it. Um, but again, I, I was chatting to Mario Martinez Jr. about this. Again, he, he's expert in this. And he said to me, like to do it personally, he said, thing is, if you're fat and bald and ugly um, in real life, you will be on camera as well. Mario, that's a bit... He went, oh, no, no, sorry, Fred. I didn't mean you. That's just the examples <laughs> I use. So, yeah, well, you know, Freudian and all that. Um, but no, that's what he's saying. And, and oh, dear. But also people try to make it so perfect. Well, if you're face to face, you probably wouldn't say it perfectly. Little bit of a slip, no drama in it. Just say, okay, stumble over that, carry on. Ron, just re recording, re recording, re recording. Life no, that's short, it. I think. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, like, like I said, not very few people in sales even make the effort to do a video. So just by doing the video, you're putting yourself pretty yeah. much at the front of the queue. And then if you make it relevant to the prospect, to the buyer that you're in conversation with, then they don't mind. You make we make a mistake. We all mess up. It's it's part of us, isn't it? It shows you're not a robot. I think. Yeah, and you sent me an email. Tell me how innovative and cutting edge and modern you are. Okay, <laughs> you use some innovative, yeah. cutting edge and modern stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's not go down that road. Um, anyway. <laughs>
they will more than likely have different things okay but we're talking about people they will also have personal ambitions personal goals personal dreams and that whole kind of emotional side of you know the the risk or the um the kind of the very kind of human elements that we sometimes don't factor in because we sort of think far too logically using a structure to help you think around that it's one of the best piece of advice i could give somebody all of this stuff takes a bit more time and a lot of salespeople will push back to me and they do say well, i've got time to this i've got to go out selling I'm like this is selling <laughs> this is making sure that what you're doing you're doing right so for me a mapping and decision making unit working out all those bits about the people thinking about that thinking what you don't know <laughs> the known unknowns um and doing something around it that, that's i was gonna say the 30 second advice on opportunity management but it was about two minutes on it <laughs> well, I, I guess i guess what we're getting at as well like you said is it might sound like it's going to take longer but ultimately if you're i don't know let's say initially you're in discussion with a, a marketing exec and yes they're part of the process but eventually you need to speak to the chief marketing officer the cmo perhaps you need to involve the i don't know the finance director um there's no point just constantly pitching the marketing exec because ultimately they're not going to be the one that's giving the green light and spending the cash. Yes, they're a piece of the puzzle and yes, you need to kind of work with them. But I guess at some stage you need to get the other people in the process involved. You need to understand kind of some of their drivers, what they want to get out of the relationship, out of the business, what some of their problems and, and goals and objectives and such, and then work them into the process. Is that right? Uh, absolutely. You know, and <laughs> I know why salespeople will tend to try and stick with their, with their best mate. Usually the people that understand them the best and are most similar to them because it's easier. It's comfortable. It's safe. But just to get the habit that I want to map all this out, that is what my goal as a good salesperson is. And to then start getting comfortable asking things like, you know, how is this decision made? Who do we need to involve at this stage? What process do you guys go through? Yeah. Now, this can be quite interesting because somebody might go, uh, actually, I don't know. Okay, well, in that case, what I can do is I can talk about typically what happens when I'm selling a solution like this. How, as much as you probably don't want to speak to procurement, we ought to get them involved in early. Actually, there's lots of reasons why you would. Yeah, We will have to go and speak to these guys. So let's get them on board. Let's think how we can do it. Let's make a plan together. Now, immediately, we're becoming more collaborative. Again, you know, I'd beat the drum around collaborative selling a hell of a lot. So it's that kind of thinking, knowing that that's what I want to map out and that's how I'm going to do it. And that's going to drive my activity that will help anyone who's starting to get into any level of complex selling. Not, not even that complex, to be honest. It's just more and more people are getting involved in decisions. And I guess it builds credibility as well, right? Because if you're saying, look, typically when we're working on these kind of projects, then we'll, we'll find that at some stage we've got to get procurement involved to to find out, I don't know, whether it's around quality analysis, whatever it might be to, to do with your product. Um, we might need to get finance involved to check that all the budget restrictions are in guide. Um, we might need to get the head of marketing to sign off the, coll the collateral, the material that we're doing. Yeah. So when makes sense to kind of book X, Y, Z in. And then the, the person might even sit back and think like, well, they know our business better than we do. Yep. And it's just, I guess, giving you a checkbox in the credibility sector of your, your offer. Yeah. Cool. Which, um, which, which, I mean, and there's other elements of opportunity management, which is then it gives you the stuff that you need to build the, the mutual action plan or the outcome enablement plan. So some of the guys I work with talk about that, which I like, because we are talking about the outcomes. Again, it gives you the focus on what you're there to do, but it moves us nicely into that L of leading. So actually you are leading the process. 
So yep. this whole, oh, everyone's 90%, 95%, 99% decided on what they're going to do. Actually, I think it's 70 is the, the number usually thrown around. They're not necessarily. And actually, if they're early doors, and that would be the time to try to get in to any kind of project, and you help them to understand that, you guide them, you lead them, you help them make sense of stuff, that for me is adding value in itself. Not your product, not your service, not the stuff that you're probably going to end up selling them. It's how you help them think. That's what that's what a good salesperson who's acting as a, as a leader or a guide, um, a servant to a degree, servant leader, I quite like. Yep, yep. Not not servile, different thing completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're not. You're equals, but it's I am here to help you and to take you down the the, the right the right route. Yeah. So this this guide aspect, this lead this guide, the L of the, the evolved process, is that a bit like we we're talking about just now, just showing that you are a professional in your field. Yeah. You've done this many times before. You've helped many businesses. Look, this yeah. is the process that we, we're going to go down um, and we're going to help you kind of along the way. Are there any, I guess, any, any recommendations that you'd provide, Fred, for perhaps people that are a bit apprehensive and perhaps they're used to dealing with Kind of maybe I don't know. Maybe they're de- used to dealing with smaller deal si- cycles, smaller deal sizes and values, and now they're moving on to selling perhaps larger packages, larger pieces of software, whatever it may be. And now there's multiple stakeholders, perhaps C-suite level, and they're coming down on like a ton of bricks. Like every meeting's like, we've got 15 minutes to do this. I want to talk about X, Y, Z. And before you know it, the um, the prospective client has flipped the the switch, and they're trying to rule the meeting, and you, you're trying to get a word in edgeways and can't. How how do you advise that we take a scenario like that and still prove that we're we're here to help them, we're here to lead them and guide the conversation? Yeah, I mean, and that's sometimes the, the tricks the mind plays that oh they're more senior, they're more powerful, they've coming on this meeting, so they want to bully me and they no, if they're getting involved, it's because they're seeing the value in it and they, you know, wanting to 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 take something from you. They, they they're wanting to to get to get to get a share of your experience. So what you said there is when you've got these different um, different roles, it's to really think about what those different roles require. And again, in some ways, let's not overcomplicate, let's simplify it. Yeah, there's potentially, let's pretend we're saying IT. IT is a pretty, pretty good example. Um, there's four roles you're gonna be speaking to. There are technical people. There are people who like talking about computers and IT and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you'll have to have a technical conversation with them, fine. You will have to be talking to finance. Yeah, so finance people, procurement, people who've got a different set of interests don't talk to them about speeds and feeds because they're just like what i don't want to bother about it yeah then it depending on the size of the project you will go into the c-suite or to senior management again don't get into detail don't get bogged down in the weeds again they're not bothered about this it's is it helping my business is it helping me at a strategic level let's talk longer term stuff and if you don't need to speak to them don't pull them in for the sake of it just because somebody somewhere on some linkedin post has said yeah I sell to c-suite then if, if it's not touching them, don't bother. If it is, make sure you are understanding what they're looking for, what they're bothered about, and get it across really, really punchy. And then the fourth is that whatever you're doing might have an impact on some line of business. So, yeah, there might be a specific solution that HR are picking up on or marketing you've been speaking about a little bit. Okay, so what are they looking for? Those, those areas are looking, people are looking for different stuff. If you've got this, if you're a one-trick pony saying, this is what we do, this is how we do it, blah, 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 it's probably going to interest no one. So be very clear on what the person you're 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 trying to 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 work with is looking for and getting that across dead clear. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess appealing to 
making sure you appeal to all, all angles of the the people that are involved in the process, involved in the project, involved in the decision. Um, how do you find or how have you had success with that, Fred? Is that just asking great questions to each each person involved or is it just um, kind of through working with perhaps your own team and asking them for insights or what they typically care about so then you're not going into conversations blind and you've got insights from your, your team that have perhaps been there and done it or are there other ways that you found work? Insights is insight is such a key word in sales. You know, insight, but different perspective. Bringing something to the table that's making people think, which will tend to be from a really good question, formed around an insight again makes you look very, very well. And like you say, even if you haven't got a full team, you're probably going to know somebody who is in that role. So just sit down with them and say, okay, you know, what sort of stuff's important to you then? <laughs> you know, okay, right. You know, as a finance director, what kind of stuff floats your boat? You know, what do you look for? If somebody's trying to tell you, what should they be talking to you about? Listen to them. You know, so you've, you've got the resource around you. Go to your own marketing department. Say, if someone came in and starts to sell to you, what, what stuff will turn you off? What stuff will make you think, oh, that's really, really cool? So, so use that as a way just to think, okay, that's the route I'll potentially be going. But then don't, don't then turn that into a full-on pitch. Don't go into full presentation mode and then tell them what it is that you think they need because that will turn them off. Uh, that's not selling value, which again, we're into the next point. <laughs> and all this stuff's linked in. <laughs> you imagine selling value. The, the way I talk about that in the book, I, I, I nick, blatantly nick a phrase from a colleague of mine, Mike Wilkinson, um, okay. who talks about value is a mystery. And if you take that, that value is a mystery, it's our job to work like a detective to understand what it actually is for the customer. Now we have an idea, yeah, but we work with them again collaborating working closely to think this is what they are after you know so when i when i hear it my, my brain does weird stuff and um i always think like scooby-doo and the mystery machine <laughs> you're rocking <laughs> up in your mystery machine yeah and you've got a reasonable idea it's probably the janitor <laughs> it usually <laughs> was wasn't it but you've still got to go through the process of doing the thing and finding out, yeah it was but i got all the proof or actually no in this case it wasn't oh fancy that was our teacher oh amazing um but no so that, that's what we're doing is we'll take the clues we'll have the idea of where we're going with this but yeah. then we're, we're we're detective working we're understanding we're asking questions we're getting the information we're synthesizing it um so then we can replay it back to them and say so for you in this in this instance this is what it looks like but yeah. again the process of doing that asking the questions helping them think that's where you can add massive value that's what's setting you apart not hey i've got this it's really really shiny and really really good and, no no I like you because of the way you work with me and you're helping me get this. So of course I'm not going to come and start to buy from you. Yep. Yep. Are there any, everyone has different perspective of this, but are there any great ways to show that you're really bringing huge value to companies? And this is going to be a very sector dependent thing and very, very a lot between industries, but is it literally just showing that you've taken the time to understand where they're at right now, any current business issues, problems, and how you're going to bring them to their desired outcome? Um, and just saying, look, based upon what you've shared with me, problem A, B, and C, yep. we can deliver this solution. It's going to bring you to your your better life in in six yep. months' time with this. It, it, it is, and I think again, what I said is that people try to be so presumptive to rock up and say, "This is what it is. I have the solution for you." It's like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't even recognise the problem. I don't know, and actually, it's not the way I want to do it. Yeah, but the approach that you're taking to help them understand, say, look. I have taken time. I've worked in your industry anyway, so I know that these are common challenges. I've had a look at what you guys do. I am 
going to hazard a guess that this could be one of the things that's that is challenging you guys now that's 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 a brave approach but if you've done the homework right i think it can only go well because if you get it bang on they're gonna go whoa <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool well yeah let's explore it more if you're partly there they go, oh, well, yeah kind of okay good let's explore it further go, well, no no actually you're wrong okay well how what is it <laughs> so but even getting it wrong but showing you've made effort to try to understand it and you are bringing in some you know some solid research and evidence that you care and you're putting them at the center of your world yeah they're the hero not you that that's how to really come across i think as the the, the kind of person they want to work with yeah i like it so just before we talk about how you can expand and grow client accounts which is the final e of the evolve what do you feel is the most important takeaway or the most important aspect of the whole of hybrid selling? Uh, it's bringing it all together in a way that works for you. That's for me. So Brendan, we have a bit of a mantra, think, learn, do. So yeah, we can think about stuff and you can learn stuff. And but I'll put, I've done that. I've put in the book for you, <laughs> you know, so read the book, but you have to do something about it. Whatever thing you take, whether it's actually I do that already, I do it well, and I want to make sure I sort of keep banging that drum well, go back to that analogy, or I didn't realize I needed that drum, let me get that and put it in place and start to play it as part of my performance, That that's the takeaway of hybrid selling. It's making sure you've got this ability to mix up the stuff that you're doing. That's the biggie for me. Putting it into action as well, by the sounds of it. So I... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's again, I've got more and more mantras. <laughs> yeah, implementation, not information. You know, the inf yeah. there's so much information there. You know, yeah, there's my book, there's there's all the books based. I mean, each of those elements, there are books and books and books on each of the elements of hybrid selling. Um, so you can read all those. You know, people say, oh, 52 books I read this year, one a week, well, happy days. What have you done with it? It, it, it? it has to be about doing. Yeah. Let's go on to the final piece of the puzzle with that said. So, how can we leverage this all to expand, to ramp up, to build up our, our customer, our existing customer accounts and strategies? Well, we've got to deliver on what we've promised. We've done all this work. We've worked out where we, you know, can do stuff. You know, you've talked about outcomes. Outcome has got to be our focus. Okay, well, that's what we can do. See you. <laughs> no. Now, whether it's yourself, if it's full cycle and you have got responsibility for, for that, or if you're in the, you know, position where you've got customer success management teams who can get in and, and help with that again make sure that they're doing the job as best they can but you know that's what we've promised let's make sure that's happening um so yeah it's, it's kind of applying those those principles yeah um so yeah account management principles as well so for me account management we account managers i know they get incredibly frustrated when they get bogged down in the tactical stuff day to day because they need to be jumping back out and thinking more strategically about where else can we add value what else can we do what other things you know should we should be talking about um and so the simple the simple solution i guess is i talk about switching out qbr for qvr so quarterly business review <laughs> in the last book i said that's a waste of time right what, what 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 i mean and then the whole it sector kind of lines out on these it's like well if you're rocking up and saying well this is the stuff we promised to do and we've done it and here's the spreadsheet to show you and a few graphs and things. It's like, okay, let's not bother with that meeting again. <laughs> However, if we're saying, look, here's the stuff we promised, there's the SLAs, that's all good, but let's focus on the value. Are you getting value from working with us? 
let's go quantitative to qualitative and thinking about where can we do more stuff and again it's their perception it's what's it like working with us what are we doing well where can we do stuff better how have we built value where else can we go with this and it's having that discussion and you know framing the meeting having the agendas around that way of working rather than yeah we promised 98 percent. we delivered on 98.5 have i done well oh, yeah yeah really it's what, what you said you'd do <laughs> um so yeah it, it's, it's getting those discussions going about you know what we're doing well where can we go with this and again it's using a lot of that information now the insights that we're using are from the customer rather than the stuff that we've been pulling in from outside before this is what we're actually doing with you this is the stuff that's going on we're understanding you better we can use that better yeah 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 so having i guess more of a conversation with them and just being real about kind of what's going well have we delivered on what we discussed are there any other areas that you want to improve on over the next i don't know six twelve months things like that um you've kind of touched on it but i was going to say have you you seen any good ways fred of bringing new ideas to the table so we're we're doing this on the basis that we've delivered what we said we're going to deliver on the solution the project whatever it was if we want to perhaps grow the account bring new ideas perhaps upsell any ways that you found have been effective to to do so that don't come across as just oh we're trying to sell them new shit Uh, i saw this and thought of you (laughs) now depending on the age range of people listening to this, that might resonate with some people and some people go, that's just words, Fred, (laughs) you know, but people who will remember that it was a post office advert (laughs) when we used to send letters made of paper and we used to cut things out and put them in and say, look, literally, I saw this article and thought you would find it of interest, you know, and that's what the whole TV advertising campaign was about. It's kind of that still it's, Hey, look, because we've got a relationship, I understand you, what you're trying to do, what you're like, here is something I think will be of interest, you know, and it's, it's a far more thoughtful, considered sharing of information because you know, it should hit home. That will then start to trigger the discussions and start to again, keep you in the position of, this is what I like working with. They've got my interests at heart. That's why they're thinking of me. That's why whatever they saw made them think, yeah, we need to chat about it. Yeah, it's getting a bit more personal, it sounds like, with your approach and not just yeah. thinking directly on the business itself. At every single level, you know, it could be something quite personal about the individual. It could be to do with hobby or interest. Yeah, if it's if it's about the you know, just keeping the relationship going. Yeah. Now, again, people don't just buy from their best mates. <laughs> so it, normally it is going to be something like, you know, we've seen in your industry, here are some of the trends. This is something that, you know, our insights team. Yeah, yeah. That, that our marketing team are seeing and focusing on and so this is what i want to share with you to make sure you guys are ahead of the game you're not going to get caught out by this new legislation this new trend we're going to see come in this 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 kind of uh way the industry's leaning um well brilliant or oh yeah we kind of were looking at it anyway but yeah you're on it too brilliant let's put our heads together so again i think if you're thinking like that and thinking proactively it's it's like a no no fail approach yeah, 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 and I guess it comes across that you're, you're actively trying to trying to help them, sharing yeah. insights, whether that is like you say, latest latest trends, or perhaps you're sharing the podcast that you think is relevant to them, yeah. or video, or article, whatever it may be. You're bringing some kind of value to the table, and then you can introduce your ideas. Yeah, cool. So it, it, it's keeping the discussion going, and and again, maybe there's the kind of business where it's sort of we've done it, we put it in place, they're getting the outcomes, they don't necessarily need that interaction ongoing. Make an excuse to do it. And getting your CRM date that they first bought from you, thank you. 
thank you. This is our birthday. It's our birthday when we first like did business together. So I just want to thank you for doing that. But yeah, here's some information that I thought you might find interesting. It's something we've got. Can I have an opinion on something? Again, senior people, if you ask properly, won't mind sharing an opinion so you can learn a lot. Yeah, so I'm putting together some market research and actually value what your opinions are. So I'd like to ask you this question. Sent in a video. I mean, you can start to mix this stuff up, you know. People are going to think, wow, yeah, you value me that much. Cool. Yeah. And if you really want to go for it, can you give me some feedback on me as a salesperson? Now, there's a question. Because somebody asking that, I can guarantee not many people are asking that. <laughs> the person receiving that question will think, whoa, this person takes their job really seriously. That's the kind of person I want to work with. And yes, I will give them some feedback on it. So you'll get to know the stuff that you do that's really good that you might not even realize, by the way. And then some of the stuff, some of the blind spot stuff. Think, oh, actually, I thought that was good. I didn't realize they don't like that. Or here's where I can get better. That, that, that for me will be a very, very cool question to ask. And put yourself out of your comfort zone to ask it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose if you ask a list of your top customers, um, that, that kind of question, like, how do you think I'm doing as a salesperson? Yeah. And yeah, if you if you collate the common feedback, like if people are keep yeah. saying like, yes, you're doing that this really, really well, like your your conversations yeah. around taking the time to learn our industry, et cetera, are great. Yeah. But I really think if you took the time to do this specific point, I don't know, perhaps it's noting down our calls and reciting that in a better manner or whatever it might be. And if that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. people keep saying, I guess you know, look, this is this is an issue, I need to fix it. But I would have never have known if I didn't ask. But, but for me, I mean, so yes, the, the benefits, you're getting all that, that input back for yourself. Um, but it's the way that that question is perceived. This True. person is serious. This person is who I want to work with because of the way they, the way they think, the way they do things. They're a pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go about that. Imagine professional footballer. Do you want to watch the video of the game on Saturday night? No, be right. Really? Do you want me to tell you how you played? No. Nope. i just rock up and play next, next time. Oh, you're not my team but again i think by asking that there's so many benefits of it yeah makes sense nice one fred and that's a nice way to to wrap up the evolve framework and the conversation about hybrid selling so with that sir please do tell us more about how we can get our hands on the book um where it's on sale now and anything else you'd like to promote my good friend uh so amazon um it's there it's it's on there hybrid selling fred copestake so you'll find it on that. Um, and yeah, the, the only thing I'll add with that would be that uh, there is a scorecard. So can we pop a link in to this when it goes out? Certainly can. Yeah, yeah, we yeah can we'll put that, that in. So put a link. So I'll build a scorecard around it so that even if people don't want to buy the book, they can sort of answer some questions to get a bit of feedback, feedback back to that, uh, on kind of how they are, where they're stacking up against that framework. So yeah, again, this, this drum you're playing really, really well. Happy days, keep playing it. But you need to be adding a symbol here and a, something over there. Um, that's the advice on it. Now go away and do something about it. So yeah, I will, uh, I'll fire you that one across to pop in as a link. And uh, yeah. That would be, be the best way to, to, to kind of move this, this thinking forward. Nice one, sir. And we'll put a link to all of that over at the show notes at businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, I want to thank you once again, Fred, for coming on. Enjoyed the chat as always. No, thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure, Sam. Never a chore. No worries, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it's like we really <laughs> And uh, as always, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to give us a quick rating on Apple or Spotify. It's always very much appreciated. And likewise, if you are on YouTube, a quick subscribe, we'd be very thankful for. And with that, we should catch you on the next episode of Business Growth Show. Cheers. <laughs>